I don't want to be around people that want to settle for mediocrity, like people that just want to be average. There's nothing wrong with those people. It's just, I have no, I don't have time because time is money and I need speed and speed is execution. And, you know, I execute at a very high pace, so I can't dilly dally with the wrong people. So I really have a very small circle of friends um, and I'm fine with it. I actually like being alone. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. Very excited for my guest today. This is going to be a very controversial episode, and I am here for it. You guys, my guest, his name is Dave Awancha, but you may know him if you're one of his three and a half million followers on social media as Vegas Dave. He is an elite sports handicapper who has a very flashy lifestyle that he puts on social media, and he absolutely loves the haters. But reason why I'm having him on this podcast is because I have followed him for roughly a year now, and I see the man behind the flash, behind the Birkins, behind the Rolls Royces, and behind the women who literally have his name tattooed to their ass. You guys, you're going to learn a lot about what it takes to be a one percenter, and I know you're going to absolutely love this episode because I loved recording it. Y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. Today, I'm unbelievably excited for our guest because he is definitely out of the box. He is a sports information consultant and his name is Dave Awancha. But if you are one of his three and a half million followers, you may know him as Vegas Dave. Dave, I'm so excited you're here today. Thank you for coming. No problem. Thanks for having me. I love it so much. So how I kind of started following you as you were dating someone in the golf industry. And so I didn't know who you were before that, but I started following you. And the more that you kind of dive or I dive into your content, the more I've kind of been obsessed with what it is that you do. I definitely, you know, you're, you're very good at what you do in your sports world, but what I think you're doing fantastically right now. And what this podcast is really all about is helping people step into their purpose, step into their decisions, make decisions confidently. And you're also, I, what I can consider like the king right now of creating fucking epic content that everyone is obsessed with seeing. And I know I'm sure in the beginning it was probably organic. And then you started realizing, oh fuck, people are obsessed with this lifestyle that I've created online. So I'll let you kind of introduce yourself, what it is that you do, and then we can kind of go from there. Sound good? No problem. I mean, right now I'm the number one sports information consultant in the world. My past was, you know, uh, I was a sports better. You know, my parents are immigrants. They wanted me to get a college education. That wasn't for me. Went to Michigan State twice, got kicked out twice. Went to UNLV to tell my parents I was going to go to school to make them proud. But I took a student loan out 
for 10,000 bucks, didn't buy books and shit, put it all on red and roulette, doubled my money, dropped out of school. And that's where I built my empire. Uh, I had a lot of ups and downs gambling. Then I finally beat the system and I beat him for millions and millions of dollars. The only person to beat Vegas in sports books. They banned me, didn't want to pay me. And then they worked with the government to indict me um, on 19 alleged felony accounts where I faced 40 years in prison. I fought that case for three years and beat it. And now I have a documentary, a book and movie about my life coming out this year. It's already done. Um, and right now I just help people make money. Um, you know, I do a lot of things, you know, the content you want to talk about. I mean, that's basically my life in a nutshell. You know, I have two personalities. I'm David Wancher that you're speaking to now, but Vegas Dave is the marketing character you see on Instagram. So that's basically in a nutshell, but I'll answer anything you want me to answer. You know, yeah, I love it. So obviously take me back a few years ago when the felony, when you just got um, released from the felony charges, when you knew that you were no longer able to gamble in Vegas. What was the decision in your mind? Like, how did you decide, like, I'm fucking broke as a joke right now. I'm not allowed to do the thing that I have always known to do that has gotten me money. How did that decision happen? And how did you continuously take action on that? Well, it was crazy, you know, because I never believed in having a job. I always tell people you can either be the boss or have a boss. And I wanted to be the boss. So as a sports betting consultant, I mean, sports better. I loved it because I love sports. And my goal was to make $100,000 a month as a sports better. So when they banned me, you know, I felt like I was crushed. And um, what was I going to do? I was going to get a fucking job. I'm not going to call another grown man a boss. So I pivoted. I decided, you know what? I'm going to sell picks for a living and I'm banned, but other people aren't banned. So let me help them get banned. And I flipped it on them instead of, um, you know, most people facing 40 years in prison. You know, they turn to drugs, alcohol, depression, all kinds of shit. Um, I bunkered down and moved in with my parents. I, I shut myself off to the world. I grinded. I worked every day and it turned out great. Like I told you, my goal is to make 100000 a month. A bad day for me is $100,000 a day. Like I'm on pace to do 100 million this year for my cell phone with no overhead, you know? So it's like I pivoted and um, I'm relentless. You know, it's all about, you know, being able to persevere through hard times. Yeah, I love it so much. You know, in that moment, like what was your why? Because I always believe people have to have a why. And I, I see you online. I love the passion you have for your parents. You know, you just bought your parents this like million dollar home. Is it in Vegas? Yeah, it's a beautiful $4 million home. That is my why. You know, people yeah. ask me, why do you work so hard? When's in the, even when I dated Holly, she's like, I dated other people, but you're crazy, your work hours. Like you will not take a day off. And my why is two things. One was for my parents because they've done so much for me. If it wasn't for them believing in me and helping me, then I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. So it's super important that I took care of them. So buying that house for them paid off in cash was one why. And number two, the other why is just like, I'm motivated to helping people. You know, people understand like I could retire right now, but I, I, I love the grind. I love the hustle. And I love helping people around the world uh, make a secondary stream of income and not just sports betting, but just never give them other dreams because, you know, I always tell people in life, you could lose a partner. Someone could die, lose a job. We all go through depression. You want to quit. But if I was facing 40 years in prison, 19 felonies, and I was able to build an eight figure a year business off my cell phone, why can't you? You know, I was facing some tough shit and I was able to do it. It's all mindset. Yeah. 
No, fuck. I love it. Mindset is everything. Like that is like really what I preach. Right. So one thing that I've heard you say in time and time again, your parents are your why. However, I've heard you say this, and this is one of the things that I know my clients come to me all the time with is what other people think. And I've heard you say, I don't give two flying fucks what my parents thought because they wanted me to go to college. They want to do all the things. So many people battle this is that they love someone so much. And yet they care so much about what those people said. So basically you told your parents to fuck off and yet your parents are your why. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, yeah, my parents, you know, they just wanted me to the college education. You know, that's what they, I'm their only child. So that's what they believe. But you have to understand when parents tell you that shit for the listeners out there, they're doing it because they want the best for you. That's all they know. That's how their generation was raised. Go to school, get an education, get a job and play it safe. So they're only telling you that because they actually love you. But I had a vision. I'm a different breed. My DNA is different. Like I always like the quick flip, you know, like I was always an entrepreneur. Like, you know, why would I want to work 10 hours when I can like go door to door and knock and sell candy bars and make a hundred dollars a day as a kid. So, um, it was tough, you know, but I had a vision and I knew, I always knew I was gonna be successful. So I had that belief, you know, a lot of people lack the mindset. They doubt themselves. There's nothing in my fucking head that says, what if it doesn't work? Everything's going to fucking work because I'll make it work. And if it doesn't work, I'll work 80 hours straight without sleeping to make it work. So it's all determination and mindset for me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. A hundred percent. I've seen you in the last year. Like, obviously I've only been following you maybe a year and a half. When did you start dating Holly? Like a year and a half ago, maybe? No, it was like, no, we actually, our first date was in uh, Thanksgiving and then we broke up in October. So it was almost a year. I never okay, so almost a year. Yeah. So it was like, a, it's like, I've only been following you like a year, but I've been seeing a dramatic change in you. And, you know, we can kind of talk about, you know, Dave Awancha, Dave, Vegas, Dave, the player. And I totally see what you're doing with the media, but like, where did the flip come in the last year where you've kind of dove into really truly sharing this part of you, which is the, the part of you that is like unwavering, wanting to motivate other people, wanting to help other people. You're unbelievably gracious. Like people who like, I literally posted your stuff and I've never told you this, but I reposted your stuff and haters. I'll even get haters. They're like, I can't believe you fucking like follow him or promote him and all the things. And I just, I love it because that just haters. Oh yeah. Just fucking haters. Like some guys like he's so fucking full of shit. I can't believe that you reposted it all the time. All the time. It's so interesting, but I see just like such a different side and you know, we all have demons. We've all fucked up. I am far from perfect at, at any point in time, but at the same time too, like I see your generosity. I see how you've kind of been switching in the last year where you've definitely, you know, you still, for those who don't know, you were balling out in Vegas every single day. You had nine chicks, you had Birkin bags, you had Rolls Royces, you had all the things. Where did the flip happen in the last year where it's kind of been, more of a softer side of Dave. Well, it's because I'm actually wealthy now. You know, before, <laughs> the truth is, you know, I was building the brand. You know, I was rich, but I wasn't wealthy. So it was a marketing show. So it was a perpetual TV show. You want to, it's a lifestyle. You want to see the girls at all the hottest girls, Rolls Royces, Ferraris. I'd make it rain 50,000 in a strip club. I never got a lap dance in my life. You know, I buy a $100,000 bottle of champagne. I don't even drink champagne, all for the content. I have a division. I sold a lifestyle. You know, I videotaped everything. If you want me to come to your club or dinner, I'm videotaping everything. So I had a perpetual TV show. So I was a king of content. So I had a vision. Content is the new currency. Content is king. Whoever makes the most content wins. And people thought I was crazy for carrying a camera around everywhere. But now they call me a genius, you know, but I had a vision. So 
Back then I was selling a lifestyle. So people like, who is that guy? What does he do? Oh, he picks sports bets. They go to my page and then I retain him as a business. So Vegas State was a marketing tool. David Wancha is the business owner, the entrepreneur that retains their business by my results. Seven results driven business. If I don't make money for people, they fucking quit because one pick is a thousand bucks. I'm the most expensive in the world and also the best in the world. But now that I have so much money and the brand is already there, like people come and say, hey, do you want to party? I'm like, dude, I don't even really drink anymore. I don't go out. So no matter how much I change, people still have that brand in their head that the player, the partier, spending the money. So I did such a great job at branding that even though I'm not even that person and I live with my mom and dad, I'll always be thought of that way. Unless people like you who are real, but no offense, 99% of the people in the world are stupid. People know that I'm very blunt. I don't care if I hurt people's feelings, but 99% of the people in this world are fucking stupid and um, they can't see it, but you're smart. You can see through it. And I'm not here to, um, and you know, people, the 99% of people, oh, it's bragging. No, you just don't get it. I'm trying to inspire the 1% that see the vision and change those lives because I'm not meant for the 99% of people that think it's arrogant. They confuse arrogance with passion. Oh, fuck. I love it so much. I'm exactly the same. Like I literally have veins pop out of my fucking neck with what I'm supposed to do. Like I don't, I definitely don't make near the amount of money that you do, but I make really good money. And I, I'm fucking like, I'm motivated, like money to me buys time. Time is the most valuable asset on the planet. Like money buys time and you're able to like gift other people. But at the end of the day, to me, it is like fucking changing someone's life. Like I literally, I wake up at 4am, like I'm, you know, I'm fucking inspired by what I get to do. And that's why I think I was so, you know, drawn to you as well. I could see behind the smoke and mirrors. My husband is in um, real estate and I follow a guy named Grant Cardone and he has talked, you know, Grant. Yeah. So he's talked so much on podcasts similar to this. There's, you know, Grant Cardone, the guy that stands on jets and has, you know, all of the things and all the cars. And then there is Grant Cardone behind the scenes that like literally said until he bought his jet, he had never flown in first class, let alone a fucking private jet until he owned his own like Gulf stream or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I just love it. I'm obsessed with that. Do you think your brand will ever change? Like right now, do you ever see your brand going away from the Vegas Dave Birkin bags to more of a Dave Awancha? Yeah, slowly transitioning because I get hit up by fours, business insider. People are realizing now that I'm an entrepreneur. You know, like you see all these other people, you know, Grant, Gary, they're very good. You know, they might hundreds of millions a year, but you have to understand they have overhead, they have leases, employees, salaries. But people are realizing that I'm netting $100 million a year because my only bill I have is my cell phone. You know, what, what business model makes more sense? You don't go to work, you don't get paid. I don't go to work. I still make 100 Gs sitting at the beach here in Cabo. So people are realizing that I have no overhead. And that's why I'm starting to get featured in more business um, and entrepreneurial outlets because people are really realizing, wow, because I show my tax returns online. I, I'm nothing odd. I pay my taxes, 100 million this year, I'll show and um, no overhead. So it's like people are going to realize who I am. And I think, yeah, I think the brand people change over time because I no longer do those other things. Like I will never go to a nightclub again. You couldn't even pay me. A, they offered me $100,000 to show up at Dre's nightclub for 10 minutes. I would say no. Why? Because I don't want to be around other losers at night. There's nothing good that goes out at midnight. I don't want to drink. It's going to fuck up my next day where I can make $200,000. So, you know, like I don't want that life anymore. And um, I think people will change over time. People change in their perspective because people are always judgmental. Yeah, no, I love it for sure. Um, 
What was the catalyst though? Like what, because I think I want people to always kind of like get something from this and obviously they're going to get a ton from it, but like, what was the catalyst for you? It was, you said, okay, I became wealthy, but was there ever a point in the time? Like what happened? Was it the pandemic? Was it the breakup? Was it like getting your people, your parents, the house? Like, was there a catalyst that said like, fuck this deuces. I am out to like the nightclubs and I am like doing fucking yoga and I wake up at 4am and like, you know, getting fit. Um, well, I think the biggest change was when I, the, the government and the casinos came after me, you know, okay. uh, you're living the life. And then the next day you're on the news labeled as a criminal and you're facing 40 years of prison. That was a wake up call because, you know, I'm grateful for the government. I'm grateful that the feds came after me and I'm grateful that the casinos are crooks because without that, I wouldn't have everything have, you know, it was a turning point. I was able to flip it, but I just was tired of the bullshit, you know, um, I knew what I had to do. People watching this right now, you know what you need to fucking do. Everyone has choices. Where you are right now in life is predicated in the choices you make. Everyone watching this, they know what's right and what's wrong. I knew going out at night was wrong. I knew dating a cocktail waitress was wrong. I knew staying with Holly that didn't want to do shit with her life anymore was wrong. But I was able to pivot out of all those. You know, we all make shitty choices. But the great thing about being a human being is God gives you a new opportunity every day. Every morning you can wake up early and become great or hit the snooze button and go back to sleep. And if you hit the fucking snooze button to be a bum, the next day, God's going to give you another chance at four in the morning. You can either hit the fucking snooze button again or wake the fuck up and achieve greatness. And if you fuck up again, guess what? He's going to give you another chance the next day. So um, I'm just happy that, you know, I'm a human and I'm able to do what I want to do. And I just make better choices. I got rid of all my loser friends. I stopped going to nightclubs. I stopped dating cocktail waitresses. I stopped drinking. I stopped wasting money on bottles and putting money in real estate and cash flowing assets and just being smarter with my money. And yes, my circle of friends have got smaller, but my bank accounts got a lot fucking bigger. Do you believe your circle of friends has gotten like a better quality of human? Yeah. Totally. Before I was the smartest one wherever I went because who am I hanging out with? Cocktail waitresses fucking club house, you know, but you know, I was always the smartest one. Where can I learn? You know, but now that I have very few friends, but they are just as wealthy or even wealthier than me. So we can have conversations. You know, that's why like, it's just, I didn't even know you were this smart, you know, like I only talked to you on Instagram, like it gives me hope because I given up on dating. You know, I've already said, there's no way, you know, I just did a, a live feed and I was just like, I said, broke bitches are played out. I'm like, why is every girl broke? Every girl self-entitled. <laughs> like, where are the female entrepreneurs that have their own money? You know, no one wants to work nowadays, you know? So it's just like, it's hard to find people that have a work ethic and drive and people just quit. And I tell people right now, if you didn't pivot during the pandemic, then guess what? You're, you have a poor mindset. You're never going to be successful. Oh my God. I love it. The pandemic to me was like the greatest thing ever. This is like a little story for you. Ed. So I used to do corporate and charity golf events. Clients and companies hired me to play golf with executives because, you know, I look a certain way, but at the end of the day, I carried it on for 10 fucking years because I can carry a conversation and I'm pretty intelligent. And like, at the end of the day, they like fucking hanging out with me. So at the beginning of the pandemic, every golf tournament, I lost like a hundred thousand dollars in like a matter of like 10 phone calls. And I was like, for two days, I was like, mother fuck, what am I going to do? But that's when I really was like, watch this. I will literally leap every fucking human being during the pandemic. Cause people, you know, for the first like few weeks, everyone was like fucking watching Netflix and stuff. I'm like, Oh bitch, I'm doubling down. Like fucking watch me. And I just kept that mentality through the whole entire pandemic. And my business went, you know, for me, 300,000, you know, up was 
fantastic for myself. And it was just so interesting because I feel like that's exactly what you're saying, right? You, you literally use these opportunities in life. For you, it was the felony charge. For you, it was, you know, either a pandemic or a breakup or whatever the fuck it is. You literally have to use those as like hurdles to the next greatness, right? Like that's, and I totally agree with what you're saying. That's why like, I'm fucking obsessed with like the content and I see what you do. So for someone who doesn't know who watches you every time you do a post you go live and when you first started doing it i was so curious i was like why does he fucking do that but it's so genius you give away a thousand dollars everyone goes live everyone likes and shares it and the algorithm pushes you up it's fucking genius like everything that you do is so well calculated i just laugh now i just go on and laugh i'm like you people are idiots because you think he's giving away a thousand dollars but really what he's doing is getting another you know half a million followers in his account that are going to buy his picks <laughs> So is yeah. the vision. You know, people have people don't have vision. I always, I, I you know, I quote, I've been quoted saying, "Vision is seen with the brain, not the eyes." Everyone has it twisted. They think vision is seen with the eyes. No, vision is seen with the brain, and people don't have vision in this world. You know, to be successful, you need two things: you need balls, big set of balls, and vision. And people aren't risk takers. People play life on the defensive side, where I'm on the fucking offensive side. You know, I always tell people, most people's worst nightmare is to lose their job. My worst nightmare is to get a fucking job. And that's the difference between financial freedom and job security. And people don't understand that. Mm, that's so good. People definitely need to hear that. So right now you're going into real estate. Obviously, you have all the money that you could imagine right now. What would you tell someone who's trying to get to your status, number one? And then if you do have some financial security, where are you Where are you pivoting right now? Like, do you believe... I know that sports betting is like this massive industry that will last forever. I mean, I'm I'm your like literally your best fan because I'm like the shitty, shittiest person. I'll spend a few thousand dollars gambling, but like I'm not like fucking like you where... I literally give a shit about what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, this is fun. But um, where do you, like, do you see yourself staying forever in the sports consulting industry? Yeah, I can never, I mean, I, my goal is when I hit a billion, I'd retire. But everyone says you're never going to retire. When you no, you won't. And, you know, and it's like, even if I'm 65 or 70 on the beach, why would I stop? All I have to do is pick up the phone and say, click the link in the bio, I got the winners and I'll make $30,000 off one post. Like I'd have to be fucking stupid and be so lazy, you know, to do that. It's why I don't travel now. I come to Kabul, my second house. People are like, why don't you go to Europe? Why don't you travel to Japan? Because when I'm every day, I make $100,000, $200,000 a day. If I can't use my phone for three days, instead of enjoying Japan and Germany, I'm like, dude, I just lost a half a million dollars. I'm going to be miserable the whole fucking time because I'll look at the trip as a loss. So I'm so focused on work and I don't think I'll ever stop because on a bad day, if I don't make $100,000, i am pissed. I heard so you say that. You're like, if I make twenty thousand dollars in a day, I'll fucking kill myself. But yeah. do you actually believe that that's true? Do you believe that that you'll you will not get to a point? Because I think you have been pivoting so much, and maybe this is like the coach in me or whatever, like the female in me. Um, do you not believe that there could become a time in life where you're like, if I lose, you know, half a million dollars for three days, it doesn't matter because I'm truly like in love with my life at the moment. Well, I don't bet. I mean, I, I make money regardless, win or lose as a consultant. No, you know? totally. So I but don't not know. being on your phone for three days is what I mean. Can you um, be okay with like enjoying an experience of life and not yeah, be on your phone for three days? I would select it during like a shitty NBA week or hockey week. No, I think maybe if I found love, yeah, you know, because love changes everything. So I would do it for my parents, you know, if they wanted to go. Maybe if I found a partner that I love, then, you know, Things change, you know, but as of right now, like I love my business and I love fucking making money. 
and nothing's going to steer me away. No girl. I just love what I do. But again, I think maybe one day if I fall in love or I travel with my parents, maybe I can do that for a week. Um, yeah. But right now I'm not willing to. No, for sure. But you've got to be willing to do it. There has to be enough reason behind it. Um, how do you believe that someone gets to a 1%? Like, I totally agree with you 110%. Like there's one, I call them unicorns. Like there's unicorns in this world. And like, I believe that at some point in time, you just reach, you see this person and you're like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like I always say, there's no way in hell I'm going to lose because I'm never going to quit. Like you can take away the fucking internet. And I believe that about you too. You can take away the fucking internet and you would find a fucking way. Like you would figure out how, if Instagram goes away tomorrow, you'd figure it out. So would I, would it be a, a massive headache? Absolutely. But you would figure it out. What, like what characteristics do you look for in like that one percenter? That I know about the one percenters. Yeah, like what are the one percenters? Like what? What are those? One percenters have drive, ambition, big goals, relentless work ethic. They don't give a fuck what other people think, and it's strong mindset. You know, it's it's mindset. You know, every day I have problems every fucking day. Every day someone's trying to sue me or steal money or slander my name. You know, so it's all mindset. Success is hard. You know, most people can't deal with people talking shit about them every single day. People don't want to wake up at three, four in the morning. You know, it's tough. You know, I have personal issues. I have family issues. I have lawsuits going on. Uh, people, I'm a target. You know, my guard is up. Do I have to worry that every girl I date wants my money? Do I have to worry that every guy has an angle for me because they want me to invest in their business? Like all this shit, I, it's, it's because you got to stay focused. A one percenter has drive, ambition, where they're relentless and they have a strong will and desire and never to quit. Like you said, you can't fucking quit. You know, and everyone quits. Everyone quits. Everyone fucking quits when times get tough and they go to what's comfortable. And I always tell people, you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And people aren't willing to get out of their fucking comfort zone. Mm, I love it so much. Um, Have you always had this mindset or do you believe that this has come through the hard times? Um, I've always had it in my DNA, but until I got more mature, you know, I really didn't grow up until I was 38. Like, so that's inspiration for people. I'm 38. Congrats. 38. There you go. You've made it. <laughs> uh, you know, 44 now until 38. I really didn't get my shit together. And then 40 is when I started actually practicing the principles I knew. And now I'm 44 and like, it's, it's game over for me now. Like it's just more money and more, um, just more accolades and more accomplishments for me. Yeah. I always say that confidence is like a muscle. So you have a ton of confidence, but confidence is like a muscle. You have to fucking use it, right? Like I went and climbed Kilimanjaro a couple of years ago. And like, I literally signed up within one month of saying yes. I went from like saying yes to like fucking being on a mountain. And the whole entire time I was like shitting myself because I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it and all the things. But like, after you do something like that, like you push yourself through hard things. I've, I've gone through a lot of hard things, but at the same time too, every time you push yourself to, to go through another hard thing, another hurdle, I believe that you build that confidence muscle. Do you believe that? true or do you believe that you've always had some sort of confidence muscle i've always had it i've always yeah. had it. i've always had a deep belief system in myself um i always knew that i was different i've always been different i've known i've been different you know i think different i move different i act different i mean how do i predict things that no one else can see it's because vision god you know so god blessed me with tools and characteristics he didn't bless most of the other people in the world with so i need to take advantage of it you know i'd be a loser if i did not leverage the the gifts he gave me so that's why um, i'm very appreciative of what he's blessed me with and that's why you know i go all in and I, I try to share a lot of stuff i do is not teachable it really isn't but it could be motivating and if i could change my life why can't other people yeah have you always had a strong sense of faith 
yeah, I always, you know, I pray to God three times a day, every morning, every night, every day during the day. I always tell people, yeah. if you can eat three meals a day, you can pray. I give, I pray and I give thanks. And, you know, I pray for love, health, happiness, wealth, and success, and to bring the right people in my life and the right business opportunities in my life and uh, keep the wrong business opportunities and the wrong people in my life. So I know it verbatim because I spit it three times a day. I love it. I, my husband and I have a, a slogan we say to each other, we're happier, healthier, more patient, kind every day. We actually have a bracelet that we wear, but it's like exactly the same thing. I never grew up in a faith background, kind of like when I had my rock bottom moment, 27, 28 type of time frame. Um, I like knew that I needed something greater than myself because I was always trying to do life by myself. I didn't grow up with it. And so now like God and I, I say, you know, God and our type, he knows I say fuck and he still loves me. <laughs> um, that's kind of where I'm at. But for me, like having like a higher power has been absolutely, you know, life changing for me. Do you believe that someone in order to have like an unwavering type of success and a one percenter, do you believe that they have to have some sort of faith? I believe so. Because, I mean, I, I don't go to church, no. but I believe in God and I yeah. pray to God. But um, I do have, believe I have two garden angels over my shoulders, you know, because I always win and I always get lucky. Things always bounce in my direction. But it's because I think I do the right thing, you know. So I believe you have to, you know, most successful people, you know, they're givers that have good hearts. Um, so I do believe you have to have some form of faith and you have to actually be a good soul. I don't think God is going to bless someone with abundance amount of money if you don't have a good soul and you have you don't have strong faith. Yeah, I think someone as a, you know, almost like the Jekyll and Hyde of this, I think someone listening to this could say, how were you a good person when you're quote unquote doing the things that got you to the the felony charges? Do you believe that like, what, like, how does that work for someone who is listening to this being like, fuck you, you were like, you robbed people of money or the casinos or whatever whatever the yeah. story is. I mean, is. I, mean, I, mean I mean, it was, I was innocent. You know, it was alleged felonies. I just beat the casinos. They didn't want to pay me. So they indicted me at 19 alleged and I beat all 19 of them. Usually if you're getting 19 felonies, you're going to get like two or three. I got them down to zero because I was innocent. But um, people understand that I would, I did fucked up shit when I was younger. Everyone does fucked up shit. You totally. know, I was mean to girls. I was mean to people, but you grow up. But also during that time I was developing a brand. I was marketing. I had a vision. And all those people that I was around, they didn't really like me anyways. You know, they were just part of my content. They were just using me for the money, you know, so it went both ways. So um, I made a lot of mistakes growing up, a lot of poor choices. But as I said earlier, your life is predicated the choices you make. And if you don't like it, God will give you an opportunity tomorrow to make better choices. It's up to you. How bad do you want it? We all know what's right and wrong, but people choose to do wrong most of the time because it's what's more comfortable. Yeah. Do you have a close circle of friends that is there anyone even in your life that you were kind of like grew up with or that you knew early on that you're still really close with now? I talked to him on the phone. He lives in Michigan with his wife um, maybe once a month. I grew all my friends, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, all my friends, I'm an outcast, you know, they think, but then I make more money than all my high school classmates together. You know, so I, I, there's nothing to talk about. Like I grew my friends. I grew the partying. You know, I don't want to be around people that want to settle for mediocrity, like people that just want to be average. There's nothing wrong with those people. It's just, I have no, I don't have time because time is money and I need speed and speed is execution. And, you know, I execute at a very high pace, so I can't dilly dally with the wrong people. So I really have a very small circle of friends um, and I'm fine with it. I actually like being alone. You know, I come to Cabo, I used to come to Cabo with 10 waitresses every single time. Now I come with what by myself, or maybe a girl will come for a couple of days, or I come by myself. I'm here for on a one-way ticket by myself because I like to work in solitude and I like to be alone. I think people are afraid to be 
lonely and loneliness was a key. People think, oh, being alone is a true definition of loneliness. The true definition of loneliness is being around the wrong fucking people. That's the true definition of loneliness. I'd rather be by myself than hang around four bums and people mm-hmm. have it twisted. Do you believe that in order to get to the next level of success, whatever that may be, because I always say like, you know, you are who you surround yourself with. And I host like I put together like women's mastermind groups and men's all these things. And I'm a part of it as well. Like I've always paid. I always say I pay for my friends. I pay to be in certain circles to like, you know, be around certain people who are vibrating on the highest level, who want the things that I want in life and all the things. Do you believe that you need to like start surrounding yourself with another level of people to get to that next level? Yeah. And that might be the first step that might be alone. You have to have self-realization and understand that. Yeah. I mean, who you hang around with is key. I always tell people, change your circle of friends. If you hang around four guys that smoke weed, most likely you're the fifth. If you hang around four guys that play Madden football video games, most likely you're the fifth that play video games. If you complain about the government while you're broke and four of your friends complain, you're probably a complainer too. You have to change your circle of friends. I got rid of all my loser friends from the nightclub. Um, and guess what? They're still doing the same fucking shit, doing nothing and partying and doing nothing with no future. So yeah, you need to change who you, who you roll with. That's super important. And if that means being alone for a while, that's better than being around the wrong people. Totally. I love it because so many people come to me and they say like, well, I'm always by myself. I don't have a circle of friends. I'm like, okay, fuck. That's fine. My closest people don't live anywhere. I have people in like all over the world because like I want to be surrounded with those who I get off a phone call with or I get off a Zoom with and I feel like I'm vibrating. I have zero fucking tolerance. Like I used to use this example all the time, but I said I would rather lock myself in a dark room than go drink wine with other people who want to bitch about their lives and bitch about their husbands. I'm like, zero fucking tolerance. Like if I don't vibrate after getting to talk to you, you're probably not in my life. And there's far, there's not that many people like that. You know, like it's very hard to find someone to connect with, you know, there's, it's very hard. So I like to do stuff alone because I can't be around people that are just doing nothing. Uh, I'm losing my patience for people, the older I get. So, and I'm learning to love myself more and being alone more, which I enjoy. I'm happy. Yeah, alone. I love it. Uh, do you believe in manifesting? Yeah, I believe in manifesting and you know, I manifested my dreams and my visions and my goals and I'm a manifestation of my dreams and goals. I always knew I was going to have be successful. I always knew I was going to buy my parents a dream house. I always knew I was going to leave a legacy. Everything that I visioned and I put a vision board on, everything's happened, you know, except getting married, which I don't I was about to say, that's where I'm kind of going with this. You said nothing's off limits. So I'm telling you, you need to fucking start reciting what you recite about your health and wealth and all the things. No, I asked for love and they brought no, but house. you need to res- you thing. need to ask for the certain kind. Just like you got very fucking specific with your career, you need to ask very fucking specific for the woman. I'm not ready. I don't think I'm meant for a relationship. I'm different. Most women will never understand my drive and work ethic. They don't understand. I'm different. I have to work every day. I need peace and quiet when I work. I can't have the music on. Like I, I, I was diff. I'm difficult because I have a vision. You totally. Know? But I there's mean, other people that have a vision as well. You're just telling the universe something that doesn't, isn't even what you want. So quit fucking telling the universe that. I, but I don't, I don't want to get married right now. I, I, I don't I want to. I didn't say you had to get married, but fucking envision, like literally start asking for the person who literally doesn't care if you work, you know, 18 hours a day, start asking for the high vibrational human who gives as much of shit about her life as you do yours. Do you have a sister? 
<laughs> I don't. But I'm serious though. Like you can fuck my husband. They, they just offered me to be on The Bachelor. You know, they they want me to be oh on, on The Bachelor. Oh my god! Don't fucking do that. That is I was a, a hot. I was mess. a millionaire matchmaker, and it was like the top episode because I walked off. I was like, these girls are disgusting. So oh, they want me for TV. But now, honestly, yeah, one day maybe. But right now, I don't want. Uh, I don't want a, a woman. I want. I want to be alone. I, I I'm making so much money. I'm doing so well. And a woman to me will just be a distraction because you understand a woman needs to be loved. A, a relationship is work. It takes work. It's totally. an action. Relationships and act. It's an action verb. You have to put time in. I'm not willing to fucking sit with you for three hours of dinner. I'm not willing to sit on the phone for 20 minutes because I need to be working. I'm selfish right now. And I understand that I am selfish right now. Timing is everything. And I'm not willing to give 10% of my energy to anybody right now because I'm booming. This year, I'm documentary, the book, everything's coming out right now. Scott Bernstein's writing my movie. He just did Straight Out of Compton. Like, I got big shit going on, and a woman would just slow me down. Now, if somehow, some way, someone came in, in my picture and was the perfect, then I'd be open minded to it, but I am not looking. So, I don't want to ask God. I don't want to add that into my prayer. I'll keep my prayer where it is. And then if I'm ready, I'll ask, but not now. I love it so much. Just perhaps write it on, I live on sticky notes. Just put it on a sticky note, put it like next to your fucking computer. You're going to be fine. Uh, okay. So tell me, got a couple more questions for you. Tell me, um, where is Vegas Dave in a year from now? Yeah, I'm still living in Vegas. Uh, my new villa will be built next door. I'm building a 20,000 square foot villa here in Cabo next door to this villa. Where will I be? I'll be a bigger better brand, more eyeballs. People understand me more. This is the biggest year of my growth. I think I should be, I, my, I think I'll get the 5 million followers this year. I'm going heavy in my marketing, heavy in my branding. And um, I, I will be way levels higher than I am right now. And right now I'm, I'm pretty much exploding right now, but I, this year will be the biggest year of my life, um, brand wise, content wise, and just people knowing who I am. Yeah, I love it. Well, I you've definitely, you know, if if anyone obviously, you know, you've got three and a half million followers, people know who you are. But if any of my audience doesn't know who you are, Vegas Dave on Instagram, he's on there all day, every day. But besides the Birkins, besides the the girls, oh my, and can I just ask, did that girl honest to God tattoo that really for honest to God on her ass? Yeah, put a goat tattoo. Oh my God. Those wow. Crazy. They want it for the content. Like and I never spoke to her again after that. Oh, that then poor was, human. I mean, girls just are crazy, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was like, if you want to do it, go ahead. I'll film it. But it's just people are, I have another guy that put a picture of me holding the $500,000 Birkin on his leg. It's on my YouTube. A kid tattooed my whole face on his leg. It's crazy right now. Crazy. Well, I, d I just think it's super interesting. But if you look behind the girls with the Vegas Dave tattooed on their ass, there's a ton of amazing content there. And I'm so grateful that you said yes to doing this because I just think it's like I'm obsessed with the, like the vision. Like I'm obsessed with like what you actually do as a, not only just a content producer, but like the messaging you really put out there. So thank you for doing this. The last question I always ask everyone is um, what is one decision you were afraid to make? make, but once you finally did it, um, it ended up better than you expected. Or if it didn't end up as good, what lesson did you learn? Go with my gut. I always go with my gut. I think the last one and not to bring a relationship, I left Holly and it, it, you know, I, and always I make a decision and I know that I, my gut's always right, but I let the media influence me a little bit. Oh my God, she's so hot, blah, 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 blah. But I knew in my head, we did not have the same values. 
We didn't have the same respect for her parents. We just were at different wavelengths. And I knew that I had to leave. And now that I looked and it was tough because I, I never found someone that loved me so much. She was uh, nothing. All I can say is that she's a loving person and she loved me so much. And I don't think I'll ever find another woman that loved me so much. So it was hard to leave, but I was right. You know, two months later, she's doing OnlyFans. Everything that I thought in my head was right. My vision was right. And um, I was afraid a little bit to be alone after being with someone for so long. But once I jumped that hurdle and now look at me, my business is exploding. I'm making more money I've ever made. So I tell people out there, not just about your job. You, people are watching this, you're in a shitty job. You think you're worth 100,000 a year, but your boss pays you 40,000, so you settle. You're in a relationship, your husband cheats on you, you know that, your wife cheats on you, you know that, but you settle because you don't think you get better. Don't settle, relationship-wise, work-wise, because the only difference between you and your boss is your boss never quit his dreams and you did. And there's so many people out here and I'm a relationship fucking counselor, but there's people that are in a fucking relationship knowing that their partner is shitty, but you're staying with them because you can't get better or you don't think you get better or you don't want to get out of your comfort zone. Get out of it. And trust me, I was there too. And life is so much better when you go with your gut and live with purpose because you got one life that you don't want to live with regret. You don't want to be 70 years old, man, man. I wish I would have listened to Dave on that fucking podcast. You know, I wish I would, I would have listened to Dave on that podcast. I wish, I wish, I wish, because regret is the biggest fucking agonizing thing you can have when you're 70 or 80. So when I look back in life, when it's time to, go down and bear myself in a grave and times come, I have zero fucking regrets. Mm, let's end it there. Fucking Vegas Dave. Dave Wancha, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It was wonderful. Y'all know I am absolutely obsessed with helping you live more confidently in your purpose, making a profit and truly enjoying your life. You guys, this is exactly why I created my course, Commanding Your Worth. You guys, this course will help you gain confidence, gain clarity, rewrite the stories that you've been telling yourself for much too long that are keeping you stuck. You guys, you can get this course for just $99 at commandingyourworth.com. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that'll help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.